This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. You know, I thought Trey Knox said something interesting last night when we got a chance to talk with him. We're live at Big Creek Training Company. I want to get into what he had to say coming up in just a sec. Hey, we're brought to you by BetUS. They're back for another season of the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball is closing in on the postseason. Cardinals clinched last night. We'll talk about that coming up. You can get all your action at BetUS.com. And when you mention ESPN Arkansas, you get a 200% sign-up bonus right now. That's uh, doubling up on what you're going to uh, put in your account to begin with. Call 879-BETUS. One of their friendly team members will walk you through it. Again, just mention ESPN Arkansas. That's 1-800-79-BETUS. Or head to BETUS.com and join today. That's BETUS where the game begins. So I know in the spring there were some questions about Arkansas's wide receivers, and I think that's changed a little bit. Here's what Trey Knox had to say last night. I mean, every week is just something different. You know, the game plan revolves about whether we can run the ball. You know, maybe this is a running game and we got to, you know, stuff it down their throat. Or maybe the next week, you know, we got to win through the air. I mean, we have weapons everywhere. And, you know, it's sometimes it gets hard to feed that many horses, man. Like Tommy, Chuck, when you thought about the wide receivers in the spring and the fall and then what you've seen thrown through four games, where do you stand on your expectations versus what we've actually seen to this point? They've been right what I thought they would be, very honestly. That's 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 the most honest answer I can give you. They've, they've been exactly what I thought they would be. I felt like as the season wore on, Hazelwood would emerge as probably the one that is uh, 
uh, you know, the one that you go to the most, maybe. He'd be the leading guy at the end of the year because of just his athleticism. You can, uh, you can throw it to him in a variety of different spots. You can bubble to him. You can throw an intermediate route to him. You can send him deep. I mean, you can do a lot of things with him, and he's the most versatile one they've got. Um, you know, Thompson and Landers, I mean, man, when they line up, that's a couple of good-looking bookends right there. Yeah, I mean, I think I went in with maybe lower expectations than some because I knew replacing Traylon Burks wasn't going to be, you know, just easy. They weren't just going to snap their fingers and have another 16 out there like they did last year. But what's exceeded my expectations, I think, is the speed. Now, they're, they're good enough threats that when they line up, they're, you know, they're not going to ignore those guys. And some of those guys are going to get uh, double attention. So, uh, but I'd like to see them more actively involved. You know, yesterday we are talking about running the football in situations. But those are the guys that – and we saw what, both touchdowns to score uh, – to start the game Saturday were, were throwing touchdowns. Thompson was over, over, open over the top, and the run game's got a lot to do with that. So that's exactly what I think you should see more of is, hey, as that defense draws in to stop the run, that's where – any of those three wide receivers can burn you. I think this is a great opportunity for them again on Saturday for going up against some outstanding Alabama defensive backs. And I know there's not a lot of tape on on these guys from last year because they're on different teams and whatnot. But I do wonder how Nick Saban and Pete Golding are going to play Arkansas on Saturday. As in? Just defensively. Well, I mean, what do you mean, though? Like, are they going to... I don't know if they're man gonna, or zone or man zone. If they're going to try and stack the box, if they're going to bring safeties down. I, I mean, it's going to be a variety because Saban's going to try and figure out what KJ and company are going to do. But well, know. they're going to try to stop the run first and foremost. Alabama's good enough defensively; they don't have to do a lot of cheating. That's exactly. They, right. I, I mean, they don't have to stack. They don't have to do things everybody else does. They, they don't have very many deficiencies to cover up from. And and um, um, I think Alabama will do what they do defensively you better block number 31 you can start right there yeah I mean I their linebackers are so good I mean I was making the point yesterday or trying to make the point you know Drew Sanders is an amazing player for Arkansas and he was still number three at, at Alabama at linebacker I mean and he's a he, he's one of the best players you got on the defensive side of the ball that's how good Anderson and Turner are yeah I mean and, and you know Sanders was used more of on the edge at Alabama than he's been at Arkansas. He's he's in the box a lot more at Arkansas than he was there. But yeah, they're uh, they're loaded up. They're as good as they've ever been. What do you do to stop Will Anderson? Well, you better double team him. You better have a running back back there that's willing and able to uh, to uh, to chip and to do whatever you got to do. I, I mean, um, you know, one guy doesn't stop him, and, and you're not going to stop him every play. Coach Pittman was talking about earlier this week. They have the best coach ever in college football. They got the best defensive player in college football, and they have the best offensive player in college yeah. football. Yeah, I mean, you talk about what do you do to stop Anderson? I don't simpleton viewpoint of it, but to me, you, you you can't have five guys blocking three on your offensive line. You better be able to to go man on man a, a little bit up there, so your tackles or somebody on that offensive line can take care of the linebackers. If it takes all of your offensive line just to take care of their defensive line, that's that's where they overwhelm you. Well, Nate suggests uh, injure him, take his knee out, which yeah. uh, that I don't, I don't think that's uh, in the in the, <laughs> the calling cards for yeah. Coach Pittman and. And, uh, and Coach Kennedy and the, the rest of the offensive line. You don't want to. You want to beat these guys straight up. And I think about. And I was. I was watching. You know, Bryce Young. There's a great stat we were talking about a little bit yesterday, Chuck. Bryce Young, four of the five road games that he started in have been decided by three points or less. We know that game in College Station. He lost last year. 
They've had some close calls on the road. Gainesville, you know, well, they Texas. lost to him. Texas, Texas this year. This year. I, I just I don't see. Well, you got to get after him. You got to get after him. And, um, you know, you've, you've got to put pressure on him. You got to get him off his spot. And sometimes with Bryce Young, when he, you know, when he starts moving, when he's actually at his most dangerous. So a lot of things have to come together. But the first thing you got to do, you, you can't get gashed in the running game. And uh, when they throw, you got to get after him. Yeah. You can't have more than one. You've talked about this. You can't have more than one turnover. I'm not even sure the one. The one may beat you depending on where it happens and what the situation is, but one's the limit. And you've got to figure out how to force at least two and maybe three and maybe make something happen in special teams. And that's asking a lot, but it takes a lot to beat Alabama. Well, you're you're going to have to have some sudden change plays. I mean, you're going to have to have some of those type plays, whether it be in special teams, turnovers, whatever. You've got to – you know, they talk about the anatomy of an upset. Um, that's part of it. You go back and look at Alabama losses. A lot of times they lose on a special teams or the turnover play. So I think your philosophy is probably spot on. 877-377-6963. One of our favorite callers, Craig in Deer, who's not too far from here. Craig, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Morning, fellas. How y'all? We're good, man. Been a, been a minute since I talked to you. I uh, you're in one of my favorite places. That that guy right there, Alan, he, he'll treat you right. I, I love I love uh, doing business with him. Hey, man, you know, I moved here in 2012. Y'all know I'm a Tennessee fan. You probably don't want to talk about Tennessee, we still but I pulled from you. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. I know it, that, that's what uh, Jesus freaking still loves me. I know all that. Hey, but, you know, when I moved here from South Carolina, a buddy told me, he said, you're moving to Arkansas. And I said, yeah. He said, you know, the IQ of both states just went down. And uh, so uh, I didn't know I was king of South Carolina. But, you know, last weekend was the first time since 2012 that both programs had played a relevant football game. Um, am I still there? Did I lose you? No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've been relevant together in basketball, been relevant together in football. But last weekend I thought, man, I need to call the morning rush guys because this is the first time. And I know it's hard to be a fan of both. I'm a ball first. But I love the Raiderbacks. I'm, you can't help but love Sam Pittman and what they're doing. But but I was pretty, pretty happy to say, man, it's the first time since 2012 that both football teams have played a relevant game on Saturday. And, uh, and Dad Gummit, I ain't going to talk about what happened Saturday, but Tennessee did the same exact stinking thing last year with Florida. Got all the way down to one yard line. Let's give them nothing to break your back worse than that. Yeah. I think they're going to beat Alabama. I'm not kidding. I think they're going to beat Alabama. Well, I hope that's uh, – Craig, we appreciate your call, buddy. I hope you're right. You mentioned it earlier, Tommy. Tennessee, when they are good, the SEC brand is just better. I mean, Neyland Stadium, I had some friends there on Saturday. Said it's one of the best atmospheres they've ever been to as Arkansas fans. Well, CBS is the one telecast that brings in a, a blimp or aerial coverage or some kind of over overhead view of the entire stadium. When that checkerboard's going on, there's other, there's other places in this league, but when Neyland's doing it, and it was the first – big granddaddy stadium in our conference it was the one that everyone wanted to be like a hundred thousand people chuck that's as good an atmosphere when it's at its best it's kind of like when bud walton's at its best when neyland's at its best the league's just better i don't care anything about them i hope they lose every game is that i do it's a nice stadium i'm joking i mean it's a nice deal but i don't care about tennessee there i don't care about tennessee 
But do you do you agree that when they're better, the league's better? Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. They had some. I mean, everyone knows what happened in '98, but Arkansas, even like '01, '06 game day, Arkansas and Tennessee. I wish they played every year. I really do like. I the, some of my favorite games as a kid were Arkansas against yeah. Tennessee. Didn't win a lot of them though. Didn't win as nothing. Didn't win enough of them. I know that they they broke your heart several times. I got hosed in the '71 Liberty Bowl. A lot of people still aren't over that. <laughs> Let's say our next caller go to well, call. If you're still mad, it's time to get I over. I know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I heard someone it. say That's that exactly earlier Exactly right. I didn't say I was. I said a lot of people still are. <laughs> Jimmy and Conway. But I remember ahead. it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Top of the morning to you, fellas. I've got a question here, kind of a beef, but not. I mean, it's more of a question. I want you guys' opinion on this. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that uh, – Trey Knox isn't being used more, and I, I want your opinion as to why that might be. I thought he could be a real weapon and help us a lot, and he would if, if they could get him the ball. I don't know what's going on. Thanks. Appreciate it, Jimmy. He had two touchdowns the, the first game and then hasn't, to my knowledge, scored one since. What do you think, guys? Is that something Coach Bryles needs to do more, or is that just in the flow of the game like we kind of talked about this week? I think it's the flow of the game. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's an issue. Um, you know, there will be times when Knox is the guy they use, and there will be times when he's not. I mean, I don't think there's been a point in the last game. I don't think, for example, Saturday night there was a point where we said he was looking for Knox and Knox was covered up. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's what happened. Um, but no one threw it 19 times, guys. No one threw it 19 times. They had 12 completions. So, um, and, and, you know, we kind of talk out of both sides of our mouth. I mean, we want the wide receivers to be more involved, and then we wonder why the tight end's not getting the ball more. So, I mean, it's like Knox said a minute ago. The, I mean, there's only one football. I mean, you can only, you know, you can only throw it to one guy. And I'm sitting over saying run the ball. So. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's uh, look, that's, that's the way it works. Everybody's got a thought on it. Every You can snap that ball and run a play and have 10 people in the room, and you're going to have 10 people with different ideas on what just happened. And that's, that's just how it works. But you, run the ball. You'd so. much rather have that problem than no oh, one yeah. to throw the ball to. Because no, uh, yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're they okay. They're okay in that uh, you regard. Know, you know what's a little, uh, a little curious to me is I think the position groups that maybe the coaching staff led us to believe were the most in doubt heading into the season were wide receivers and defensive line, and they sure haven't. I would say they've outlived the expected expectations heading into this year. As far as Jimmy's question, there, I, I think you're going to see the tight end more involved moving forward just based on what they've recruited at tight end. Or if it pans out to the way it should based on the – the, the stars and the level of the quality they have apparently recruited at tight end, you would think down the road they're going to involve well, that more in the offense. Let's, let's, let's look at the numbers, guys. I mean, let's not talk about how it seems to be. Let's, let's, let's look at the numbers. Hazelwood's caught 18 passes. Landers has caught 15 passes. Knox has caught 11 passes. I think that's pretty good distribution right there. I mean, do you want your tight end to have more catches than Hazelwood and uh, uh, Landers. I mean, do you really want that? Well, no. In the setup that you've got, he probably ought to be your third leading receiver, which is right where he is with double-digit catches. So, I mean, um, look, there's an ebb and a flow to the season. There's going to be games where he might catch six balls, and there's going to be games where he's targeted maybe once. I mean, Matt Landers is a good receiver, but A&M did a good job on him. The secondary is the strength of their team. 
we may see a situation like that Saturday where one of the other guys gets covered up. And um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the ball distribution's an issue. I, I, I think you throw it to one guy and he makes a good play. And, well, how come they're not throwing it to that guy more? Yeah. But that's just kind of what the game dictates. So I would expect him to catch less or be less involved in routes Saturday because. You're going to need him more as a blocker. If he's on the yeah. field, he may need to block more against Bama. Situational. I mean, everything's situational. Bama's going to pre- present more of an issue that I think you're going to have to use him to block. Well, more. it just depends on what they do defensively. Right. I, I mean, it just depends on what they bring. What Trey's strength has been is when you go, like you see tight ends do this a lot where they act like they're blocking and then he goes out and do a pass. Well, it, if, 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 if we need a blocking tight end on the field, it's not going to be Knox. It's, it's going to be Nathan Bax. Yeah. Now, you may see a lot of uh, two tight end formations where Knox is in the slot. But if you need a tight end to, you know, I mean, if you need that run support up there, um, it's probably going to be backs more oftentimes than not. A lot of times they'll line him up in the slot and then bring him in in motion to block or help as an extra man in that lineman. And KJ, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it seems like when they need that fourth and three or they need that third and one, they just run it down the gut with KJ and, and KJ's gotten it. What do you think his? What do you think's going through his head this week? I mean, they played really good through KJ's head. They played really good last year on the road in Tuscaloosa. He knows that. Uh, that they wanted that A and M game real bad, but what do you? Uh, and now I'll get some. We'll take some calls and text on this eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. Just kind of KJ's mentality. He just brings you some Coke Zeros. Yeah, is that what I'm saying. Brought me and Chuck that some. A, that is I don't a know friend. About you, of, but that is a friend of the program right yeah, yeah. there. So, I love that. <laughs> some guys I love, pay attention. Well, I tell you what, you guys go out there and get you one of them. Shelly Beth fried pie. She's he's getting the a, grease hot. And he's got a Bob Ross shirt on. I love that. He's a man. I, that, that's a guy that's uh, having a good Wednesday right These there. These are our people, Chuck. That's right. Stylish. You yeah. know they're listening. Uh, I, I think I don't... Bringing th- Coke Zero. I mean, he if he only knew how bad I really needed the Coke Zero right now, he was a, he's a savior. Because look at all these flavors of pies we got here, guys. Apple, apricot, blackberry cream, chocolate, coconut, lemon, raisin cream, pecan, and cherry. That's what she's making out here this morning. Sounds good. Everybody can come by and get him a free fried pie. Sign up for the gifts and stuff that Alan's giving away. And I uh, got a ton of stuff here he's giving away over the next uh, few weeks. But uh, sign up today and get a free fried pie. We're at Big Creek Trading Company, 6265 and 412 south of Harrison. Hey, we're also brought to you by The Fence Man, the company you can trust when it comes to building your next fence or gate or any gating project. I've used them at my house. We used them at the radio station. We trust them. You can trust them, too. 782-3936-479-782-3936. The fence man, he ain't afraid of no work. Chuck, your Cardinals clinched last night. Yeah, they did. Cardinals won it in the uh, in the playoffs, beat the Brewers last night. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's fun. You know, I, I know right where we are and right over the northern part of, of, of our state, really all over our state, and I've said it before, if the Cardinals make a little run, they get into the divisional series out of the wild card. There's going to be a lot of people from up here or, or from here go up there. Chuck, I've got a, a friend who bought the on deck circle from 2000 and was it 11 against the Rangers? Y'all going to have to help me on this. Was it the Rangers they beat in 2011 World Series Game Six? Or yeah. was it 2012? He has the on deck circle from that. Yeah, I mean it was uh, that was a great uh, that was a great World Series win. Sure was. And they uh, and uh, able to come back in the sixth and then win that in the seventh. I I've so in, growing up in Arkansas and there's I know we were joking about the Royals earlier this week. 
everyone in Little Rock's a Cardinals fan, so I just picked the Royals because I like Coppin Stadium and I like going to the games with my my grandparents. You but, just wanted to play in the fountains, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was a cool spot. But I, I, so many of my friends, like Razorback football, would be going on. They'd be wearing Cardinals gear because it was also in the midst of postseason baseball. Happens a lot, and it's red, so you can blend in. Man, when I was a kid, we went to. Braves games. We went to Cardinals games. We didn't see the Braves at the Cardinals a lot, but we went to Kaufman a lot. I, you know, we, we grew up Braves fans because of TBS, but then we became A's fans or became Bash Brother fans a little bit when McGuire and Sosa were doing their thing. So that was – we went to a lot of those stadiums as kids. I will admit, I went to the, my first Cardinals game in Bush 2 when I was nine years old, and I went to Kaufman Stadium last year for the first time in my life. Really? That is the true. I, I'd never been to Kauffman Stadium. I went with uh, with Rick Schaefer to a game. Wow. Yeah, that was a party time. Yeah. And uh, went with uh, went with who, Rick. Who bailed you all out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we uh, believe me, we had jail money. And so, uh, because um, so, um, Pujols was playing for the Angels then. And we thought it was going to be the last time, you know, he was going to come close. So we went up there and watched. That's the first time I'd ever been in a Kauffman Stadium. It's a very fan-friendly place. Oh, cool. You know, that's the parking, the in, yeah. the out, all that all that stuff us old guys care, yeah. care about, you know. That's right. We're in those progressive commercials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 I am that. I, I am too. So what do you think? Uh, get in the car about the third quarter? Yeah. You know? Oh, that is me. I'm planning my getaway yeah. the minute I'm walking in. We may need a line monitor oh, here a little bit later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is me. But uh, I always love going there. And uh, one of the uh, – I know Eli Gold's one of your friends. The last time I was there, my daughter was six or seven. She's now married 20 years ago. And uh, when I first – it was eight, 18, 19 years – when I first started here with, ES, with ESPN Arkansas, we were a, a Royals affiliate. Yeah, I remember that. And they brought us – they brought us up, brought me up there – because they're wanting us to carry more games. It was a sales pitch. Please, for the love of yeah. God, well, carry you, our games. You got no one will. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We're but terrible. I ended up in an elevator with Eli Gold, who was on the same tour. So that's that, uh, he was there for the Craftsman Truck Series races that weekend that were in Kansas. But you're both on somebody else's dime. Absolutely. I'm sure of that. You know how sure they wanted that. us to carry them games so bad? They had my daughter sitting in the dugout before the game. Gosh. You know, they were really wanting it bad. <laughs> you ran up that expense total, right? You made sure. It was, on, it was on their dime. You know, when David Glass had the team, they really did make a concerted effort yeah. to uh, market into northwest Arkansas. And I remember when they did that. I mean, you would hear um, a few more radio stations carrying the Royals, and you'd hear a little bit more about it when uh, David Glass bought the team. Let me ask you something, Chuck. We, we talk really two NFL teams on this program, Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. With the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, Mahomes being one of the faces in the NFL, how much of a niche do you think they've carved into Cowboy fandom here in Arkansas? Oh, maybe a little bit here and there. Uh, I mean, um, you know, they're a better team. Most people are front runners. Um, I think it depends on where you are in Arkansas. Now, for example, and I, I'll just be honest with you, I, I think the Chiefs have become a little bit more of a national team because of Mahomes, and that's reflected in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But I don't think somebody listening in Hot Springs right now became a Chiefs fan because the Cowboys were struggling. Or uh, Whereas I think maybe where we're sitting right now, where Kansas City's a little bit closer proximity and you can drive up there in three or four hours to go to a game, I think maybe for some of those people – Maybe they've switched allegiances, but it's, it, it, it's kind of like our rivalries in football. It just kind of depends on where you live in the state, I think. You know, See, you mentioned national brands. What I thought was interesting, and I'm forgetting the North Carolina player, but he talked about that one of his favorite baseball programs was Arkansas growing up. This is a kid that grew up 
20 minutes from Chapel Hill. Yeah, of, yeah you've told that. Of basketball and baseball in the state. What do you think has a better chance of becoming more national again? And both are to a certain extent. Which has the bigger you basketball? Think, you think basketball? Basketball, and 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 I say that with all due respect to baseball, but uh, basketball's uh, you know you got a lot more brands if you want to use that term. Um, you got a lot more brands in college basketball than you do college baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's back to football. I think fantasy football has changed. People don't root for teams yep. as much as they root Tell for the players. NFL. Tell the NFL. No, I think, but I think it changes the way people are fans. You're fan. You're a fan of the player that's on your team. You're using this week. You're, you know that it's all. It's all viewed differently. My observation is college fans are fans of teams. Always have been. Never changed. Yep. Pro football. You're a fan of your fantasy team because look. I watched some NFL games this past weekend. They're not very good. They're not very good. Let's just say it. A lot of the NFL games are lousy, but people pay attention because they got a fantasy guy. And if he catches four balls in an 11-10 game, they go to bed happy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and all we need is our team to win because it's state pride. It's regional that's pride. Right. It's whatever. So. Chuck, you're 100 I'm not. I've never been a Bills fan this far. I got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the Bills. You watch them every week. Every week. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's get into our Morning Rush daily question. Tommy, something you were asking at dinner last night is, how does Arkansas get out of the gate better in the third quarter? I mean, Tom Murphy wrote about it. heard the afternoon guys talking about it. Coach talked about it on Monday. You look at the season stats, there's a clear differential between the opponent and where Arkansas is at scoring points. I don't. I asked the question because I don't know the answer. I think they're trying to figure it out. Even Coach seemed a little bit, you know, you know, it's not like he's going to tell you exactly what they plan to do with their, their game plans. But, Chuck, it's pretty clear when you just watch the games, you look at the drives, you look at the stats, there's a problem with this team coming out of the locker room at halftime. Well, I mean, they've, you know, I mean, they've been outscored a lot in the third quarter. And, um, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I, I don't I don't pretend to know necessarily what the solution is. I know that Saturday night they couldn't get off the field defensively. I mean, A&M kept the ball pretty much the entire quarter. Um 
you know, I guess the simple answer would be you got to got to stop the other side from moving the ball down the field. And, yeah. and but, you know, to sit here and say specifically how you do that, I'm not sure. You but know, um, that's what they get paid to do. We talk every week about you know, at some point, hey, if you win the toss, do you want the ball or defer? And it seems like deferring has become the most stylish thing. That way, you have the ball to begin the third quarter. And if you get lucky, you can end the first half with a score and then double up to start the third quarter. You know, it's getting the ball, and you know, and that's just the toss of a coin. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You'd you have know. to go back and look at the numbers, and even then, I mean, I don't know that that'd tell the whole story. But, um, you know, obviously, if the other guys have the ball to start the third quarter, you better find a way to get it back. And that's where you know Arkansas struggled to get the ball back in the third quarter on, uh, um, you know, Saturday night. Once they. You know, once they got the ball back and got their feet underneath them a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter, I thought, you know, they were okay. But I don't know what the answer is. We know Nick Play better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's it. Play better. We know Nick Saban always defers. If Arkansas wins the toss, yeah. you think they get the ball or they well, defer to the second half? If I had a defense like Nick Saban's, I'd always well, yeah. defer. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm asking <laughs> that's Ar- easy. Arkansas. Yeah. That's a, that's it depends question. on the situation. I mean, every week's, you know, every week's different. Conditions, think, things like that matter, too. And again, I'm just a guy that that watches games. But if I win that toss, I think I want the ball first. I want to set the tone. I want to control the clock. I want to control the tempo. I want to keep Bryce Young on the sideline for maybe one more drive in the game that he doesn't get. I think I want to put my offense out there first. Well, that's me. You know, I think you try to, generally speaking, play to the strengths of your team. But, um, you know, you've also got to, you know, you've got to take a look at past performance and these guys know their group better than anybody and so um you know it's fun to have the ball i mean it's fun for fans to have the ball but uh, first kj always has to like when they walk out it's funny kj always has to i I mean you know people like it when you have the ball first until you get to the second half and the other team's up by five and they got the ball then it's like well you know maybe we should have deferred so i don't know what the answer is well it only matters if you get the ball first if you do something with it and you don't have to score but you can't go three and out yeah you might as well not had the ball if you're going to do that you might as well have deferred so if you're going to get it, you better have a script and something ready to go to get at least field position going your way. Even if you don't score, that's okay. But, you know, make them start inside their 20. You know, I think field position is really important. I, I don't think that's talked about enough. I, I thought both teams, for example, last Saturday night, I don't think either side started in plus territory. So, I mean, field position is important. Field position is going to be important this week. Um, I thought A&M's punter was really good. Better now or Saturday night. And, and um uh, field, field, field position matters. I know. Just that, take that ball first, Ty, and go down there and run your wheel, a wheel route, and just have the stadium come down. Yeah, yeah. Let, it, let it explode <laughs> like 2010. I know. Uh, I know. Cam's missed a couple field goals this year, but that Riker and Bama. This is not the typical Bama kicker. They've got a good one. Will Riker can absolutely drill the ball. So if it comes down to special teams, Bama's got some pretty good dudes, including their their kicker as well. There aren't many weak spots in Alabama. Nope. Uh, I mean, you But know. you t- typically over the years, it's been their kicker. Their kicker has choked over and over, and it's not one particular guy. I know people think about Lee Tiffin in 06, but Bama typically, because they didn't give out scholarship for kickers, but Reichert is a he can. He's an all-SEC type of guy. All right. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. 
we haven't talked about this yet, but we got the email and the announcement yesterday that Arkansas is playing an exhibition game against Texas in Moody Center on October the 29th. It's a Saturday in Austin. Now, they have not played, let's see, on the road in an exhibition game since like 81, I think. And this, and apparently Chris Beard and Musk got together and put this thing well, to the, fruition. The rules changed, I don't know, a year or two ago where you could do these kind of deals when the proceeds or the money or however it's determined, you know, uh, it goes to, to benefit a charity. And I think they're, mm-hmm. they've got a couple that, that were listed there in the, the deal. This is, I think, makes the preseason a little more exciting, Chuck. Hopefully there's a return trip or some kind of uh, setup. Of course, they're joining the league at some point, so you'll be playing them on the regular. But um, I just hate that it's same day as you're playing Auburn in football. Yeah, they've been talking about this for a while. I, I, I thought the game might be played in Fayetteville, um, to be very honest with you. But um, it's at 3 o'clock, and that's not going to change, regardless of where our football game is, because Texas is off that week. They don't play football that week. And um, it's a 3 o'clock start. I saw where the Longhorn Network's going to televise it, uh, because they don't have a football game to televise that day. So um, I think the hope is that, um, you know, perhaps you're not, uh, you know, you know, you know, you're not playing the football game at the same time. Yeah, I mean, um, which would mean you're at 2.30 on yeah. CBS with the Auburn game. Yeah. That's, that's probably It's not still likely. an exhibition game, and yeah. I think it should be pointed out that it is still an exhibition game, but it's certainly a marquee exhibition game. And I think that um, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be fun. I, I don't know that um, – I don't know that it's going to be the real sign of what the season's going to be like, but people, you know, depending upon what time we play in football, what our record is in football then, I mean, it might be really big or it might just be an afterthought. But I think people will pay well, attention. If you win the exhibition game, well, it yeah, matters. If you yeah. lose, it's an exhibition yeah. game. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a uh, – um, but it's an interesting deal, that's for sure. I mean, it's an interesting thing. She played them in – 2018 or 2019, El Paso at the military barracks. Yep, I remember I, that. I can't remember the last time you, you played them since then, but I remember that leading up to that game, people were excited, and it was just an early regular season kind of turn, like tournament-type game, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't that. And so for this, I think, I mean, you played Southwestern, East Valley State, no one cares, but because it's Texas and it's in their new arena, I think you're going to have some more viewers, and you get – Tell, help me with this, Tommy. You get the Longhorn Network with your ESPN subscription, right? Or do you not? I think you could you, the streaming. I have it on Dish, okay, with my Dish plan. But you know, it's not just everywhere. But you're right. I think you get it. I think or you can get. It. I don't know. Wait, I've I've got it blocked. Well, if you can get it. it, watch the game and cancel. That's what I'd recommend <laughs> yeah. for the Longhorn Network. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's on its deathbed anyway, so yeah. it's I was, going I was, away. I was excited to see that, and uh, I know we haven't talked a lot of basketball lately. They did have their first open practice on. Monday we didn't really get a chance to talk about that at all on Tuesday but Chuck kind of like you said I know everyone's kind of in the thick of football we'll see where this this football team is kind of late October and see if there's any fans that transition to basketball at all at that point oh I think people are going to transition some will um, a lot will regardless of what the football record is but I, I just think that you know there's there's football season and then there's basketball season and if there's an overlap football is going to win I mean that's just how yeah. it is and uh, people pay attention to basketball after the football's over. With the way college football is marketed now right now, I'm not saying it's basketball's fault per se. I just think the way college football particularly is marketed right now, um, you know, 
Um, there's going to be a lot more people watching football games. I think I saw some numbers last year. You know, the Duke-North Carolina regular season game, I think, was the highest. They had more viewers for a regular season game than any other college basketball game last year. And all but like four bowls <laughs> had a larger audience yeah, than yeah. that Duke-North Carolina game. And, and uh, um, some of it does depend on when you're playing and what you're up against in terms of, uh, you know, viewing opportunities. I think you look. I mean, and you look at these college numbers, and you're, you're seeing like three, four, five million, and then like every NFL game has just ten plus or whatever. I mean, it's, they're massive. Well, there's fewer amounts. of them. I yeah. mean, the, the audience is less divided. Well, you know, and we all tend to think that our corner of the world's the center of the universe, and it's not. Um, you know, the NFL still does. I mean, it rules American sports culture. It may not rule our culture in Fayetteville, Arkansas, or it may not rule our culture in in small-town America, but in terms of the national sports culture, I mean, just watch the shows. Um, the NFL's what drives the bus. Well, I'm not a big fan, but that's because of where I live. So, Kansas City's considered a small market yeah, team. It'd be uh, yeah. the biggest city in our yeah. state. I mean, yeah. we forget how big the markets that's are right. in which the NFL, the NBA, and these – And the NFL – thirty-two of them. The yeah. NFL's taking a good lesson from the NBA and how you market brands and how you grow your product. And – um, gambling and, and fantasy leagues and all those things help the NFL a lot. And they embrace it. And they embrace it. Well, they take their money. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that's, the NFL is the only place the casino actually gives money away. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, a, um, uh, it's just a different deal. And you're dealing with massive amounts of people when you talk about the NFL. You yeah. brought that up earlier. You're not a huge fan of the NFL. Is it because of those extracurricular stuff? No, it's because I'm tired on Sunday and I'm footballed out. That's fine. I'll just be honest. I, I, I don't I – don't, and, and, and the games are boring. Um, you don't see fun games. Um, too much, uh, um, you know, t- too much dinking and dunking. And I like the old days, man, where they throw it deep and the mad bomber and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. it, was I wish a, the Cowboys, it was a better game then. I wish the Cowboys would get really good because I think we'd have more NFL yeah. fans. But I'm like, I, go, I do a high school game on Friday night. Yeah. Saturday is college football. I mean, Sunday I got to be a dad and a husband and, and, and work and get, you know. <laughs> I don't have time to spend eight hours. But I know TV. that I'm the exception. I, I, I mean, I understand that. I know the NFL. I mean, all you got to do is look at the numbers. Um, they have huge, huge numbers, and um, they always will. Well, I was just curious because we're obviously in different stages of life. You and uh, and Tommy and me, and that's all I do on Sunday. I'm twelve o'clock. I'm in my butt watching red zone. Yeah, but you're a gambler. You're a gambler and a fantasy league guy. Fantasy league guy. Yeah. Our generation. I mean, I got peers that do fantasy league. I did it for one year, and I was just like, "Are you insane? Why would you spend? Why would you waste your time doing this?" But I, uh, but I know there are lots of people that feel differently. That's why I don't watch it. And I, I would venture to bet if it wasn't for fantasy leagues and gambling, the NFL product itself, I don't think is worthy of the numbers that it gets, frankly. But it's all the ancillary stuff that they have with it that makes it work. Well, college, my I, my friends and they bet on both, but we're seeing an uptick in college gambling. I do wonder if college fantasy will. You're talking about it's kind of hurt NFL fandom in terms of towards the teams. I'm wondering that it'll skew off and and there'll be a schism between fandom of actual teams and players. It depends on how much money college. Depends on how much money university athletic programs are willing to take from gambling operations. It just boils down to that because there's going to come a point. If you turn, for example, college football into the NFL in terms of gambling and all that stuff, 
there's going to come a point where this stuff about, well, I don't know if he's going to play or not, that isn't going to fly anymore. Nope. I mean, if college football really wants to go down that road, I mean, there's a nothing's free, and there's a double-edged sword to everything. You can keep taking their money. You can do all that stuff, and I understand that. But there's going to come a point where you're going to have similar disclosure rules to what you have in the NFL. You you can't get to Friday in the NFL and say, I don't know if he's going to play or not. <laughs> you, you can't do that. And it's because of gambling. And so, uh, you know, there's a fine line to walk there for college sports. And they know that. I'm not saying anything they don't know. That might be the only way to get Saban retired, that he has to disclose player information That's like exactly that. exactly right. Saban, <laughs> you got to say on Wednesday, is he questionable? Is he probable? Is he doubtful? Hey, I, you quit. Did, yeah, I quit. I'm out. I'm out. I'm making $10 million a year. I don't need this. Yeah. We, saw, uh, we saw two legends in the basketball game, Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski, exit, and they're – the reported reasons was because of the transfer portal and NIL. Maybe that can be the thing we can get Saban out of there with is the uh, <laughs> the disclosure of injuries like you're talking about. Because it's coming, but is it five years, ten years, two years? I mean, what, what timeline are we looking at? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, if you keep – We're moving that direction. Yeah, I mean, we're trending – Trending that way, they, I would say. They're, uh, all they're doing is waiting, biding more time to up the bid. That, yeah. That's that's all it is. So. You know, one thing I noticed, guys, when we walked in here today, this fresh haircut Tommy's got. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got it working. It's very today. noticeable. Got it at V's Barbershop. And Getting lots of compliments I'm out sure there. I'm sure you are. Mean, everywhere yeah, I go. I know. V's Barbershop's a full-service barbershop, and that's the thing that you need to understand. It means they do a lot more than just provide a great haircut. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure you experienced this yesterday. Everybody has. I mean, it, it's kind of like a, you know, step back in time. It's the personal touch. It's the personal touch. And uh, that's what they do at V's Barbershop. They've got old-fashioned hot lather and straight-edge razor shaves. And, I mean, nothing says barbershop like that. doesn't matter your age, seniors, kids. I mean, it. Uh, uh, they've, they've got someone there for you. Shampoo, facial and massage, straight razor shave mustache trim deluxe beard trim they got it all and now two locations in northwest arkansas they're on southwest 14th street in bentonville that's just off 71 business they're at the pleasant crossing or south pleasant crossing boulevard and rogers they're in the pleasant crossing shopping center uh there in rogers couple of locations in little rock too if you're down there uh V's Barbershop. You know when boys. they when they take the headrest and they put it in the back of the barber chair and they crank that chair back, you know it's getting ready to get serious yeah. then. Yeah. You're going to look good when you get done at V's. It, so. was, it, was a, it was a great experience. If you haven't been, I would highly suggest it. I would also highly suggest if you haven't already once we're done with the show to listen to the latest edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. It was awesome. Now, I had forgotten that in 2006, Mike Nail was doing a little football and Chuck, you had the highlight that I want to play back when Arkansas beat Alabama. Drops to throw, looks, fires. Touchdown, Arkansas! Touchdown, Arkansas! (laughs) To tie it at 23, an 11-yard touchdown pass. Pass was to Ben Cleveland, the big freshman out of Springdale, his second touchdown of the year. Man, that was a special moment, one, and you got a chance to talk with Ben about it. Yeah, that was really, I remember back to that game, it was an exercise in futility in a lot of ways, and uh, Bama's kicker, you're talking about Bama's kicker struggling, he struggled that day, and um, yeah, it was a good win. Um, again, a lot of times passed, 
And, um, you know, it was not the most significant win in Razorback history by any stretch, but it just turned out, you know, sometimes something happens for the last time and you don't know it, and I hope that wasn't the last time. Well, I remember it was late in the game, obviously, when you when you had that pass, you know, that threaded the needle into the end zone. We left the press box. You were allowed to go down on the field the last few minutes, the last five minutes of the game, and I was standing there, and how that ball got in there, I was down in that north end zone is – Still beyond me, and then close enough to that upright on the other room, and Tiffin hit it. You could hear the the doink. Uh, that's that w- a distinct doink. Oh yeah, I mean it's unlike anything else. But uh, I would have never have thought in that moment, 15 years ago, I'd be sitting here 15 years later and hadn't beaten Alabama since. I we thought we didn't know Nick Saban yeah, was coming either. I thought their best chance was when they, you know, remember the game they wore the throwback uniforms is 14 to 13. That was, a, that was a good game. Was that 2014? 2014, yeah. yep. I remember yeah. that game as clear as See, day. See, I think that was – people People think back to the 24-20 game. Um, I think the 14-13 game was actually the most legit chance to beat them. Cody fumbled in the – Put that ax down. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, you talking about games you don't want to forget. God. Cody, you're well, at least on that side of the table. Yeah, I'm not, it's not going to use – if it's going to break something, it'll break my computer. Oh, well. Cody Walker fumbled the ball. Brandon threw a pick at the end of that game. We missed that – PAT, yeah, that was a that was a tough one, um, a real tough one. But yeah, I think a lot uh, of good things happened that day, though. Too, I mean, it wasn't just the bad stuff at the end. I mean, a lot of good things happened to put themselves in a position to win that. AJ Derby had a third and eight um, kind of drag route that he took all the way to the house on a couple All Americans against Alabama. I mean, you've gotten close. Twenty, you mentioned 2010, 2014. What happened last year? Those would probably be the and. 2007, where there was a BS phantom pass interference call in Tuscaloosa, but that was a. Uh, I been remember some close that ones. game. That was 41-38 yeah, game. I, I remember that game. Third yeah. and two, DMac, yeah, DJ Hall for them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But the one that, what was it, uh, 95 when uh, when Lunny Lunny to Metters. Yeah. Boy, if we had re- we wouldn't want to have replayed uh, today's well, game. Whatever back the then. call was on the field would have stood yeah. because there wouldn't have been enough evidence to overturn. Well, it. Pylon cam might have got you today. I, I'm not sure that would have counted today, but it counted then. We had we had JJ on the show, and he still maintains that he well, caught the course. football. Well, of course, Lonnie still says the same thing when you ask him. But so. what you said is like you don't get. You thought that they would have called incomplete. You were frankly well. That's surprised. the fan take because everything goes against Arkansas. We always get the short end of the stick, and there's a lot of evidence to that but that's still the most surprising thing is somehow you did get that 50 50 call if you want to you know, Danny that Ford beat him twice Danny Ford beat him twice I guess coach you know Houston beat him four or five times and um his first one they yeah, stomped him was yeah, it 42 40, to 40, 6, 42 or, to six yeah. in Fayetteville just Petrino him. had the one game where they were close there they got stomped the other games even when we were 10th you know Alex one. I mean, that was a 24-point game. I mean, we didn't have a prayer in that game. There was that big a gap, even though we were good. That was the Alabama team that won the national championship. Yeah, they were a great team. So what else stood out in your conversation with Ben? And again, if you haven't listened or you want to listen when you're done with the show, just type in Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts or on hitthatline.com. How much he loves the Razorbacks. That was that was what I took away from it. And uh, I think that a lot when I talk to the former players, how they uh, – how much pride they have in wearing that uniform. And, you know, Ben Cleveland's a guy that, I mean, came in here with Coach Malzahn and played for Coach Nutt, and then you had all that stuff going on, and he came in and played for Coach Petrino. To me, that was even more interesting than talking about the touchdown pass, to be very honest with you, was talking to him about that transition period. 
uh, coming in at the time that he did and then having all that happen and going literally from one extreme to the other. And um, it was just interesting to hear his thoughts on what that was like for a player. Is that the best high school football team you've ever seen? Springdale 5, undefeated, parade really All-American, parade player of the year in Mitch, Mustang. I don't know. There's some with Bazil Shabazz on it that were well, pretty you good, Well, hey, you know, you go back to, uh, and, and, and I'm going into the waybacks here, but when Southside played Parkview, when Bob Gatling beat, uh, when Bob Gatling pulled off the Southside miracle, I mean, you think about the guys that played in that game. Keith played in that game. There were, uh, there were lots of guys that, uh, you know, there were good players that played in that game, and those were some really good teams back then. Yeah, so uh, it, that was a great team. I don't know who was the greatest, but uh, Shabazz has to be somewhere in that conversation as well. All right, we're live at Big Creek Trading Company at the junction of Highway 6265 and 412 south of Harrison. If you're in Boone, Marion, Baxter County, come on by and say hi. Shelly Beth's Fried Pies are here. You get a free one for coming by, and you can pick up some more uh, and visit with everyone here in the store. We're just having a good time talking ball this morning. Morning Rush is on the road tomorrow. We're going to be in Bentonville. We'll be at um, McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Come by and see us in the morning at 2201 Southeast Moberly Lane in Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas's largest Ram truck selection. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! This is your hog update on the morning rush brought to you by Mr. Sparky. Need a licensed electrician to service your home for one of their local pros. Call 888-8-SPARKY. You know, Trey Knox was asked about the streak that Arkansas has lost since 2007. And here's what he said on I mean, it. The streak, then, you know, we're not really worried about it. We just want to go out there, you know, play and play really well. You know, get that sour taste out of our mouth from last week and get back into the win column. I know everyone listening right now wants to beat Alabama, and I know we were referencing the 2006 game in the last segment, the last time that you've beaten the Crimson Tide. But for the players, they're just playing another game. They're playing, I know, the Heisman Trophy winner and the best coach ever in college football, but if they approach it like that, then it's not going to go well on Saturday. They're just approaching it as another game, Tommy, and 
maybe that approach is the best way to do it. Well, uh, you know, I don't think it is just any other game, though. I mean, you, you can say that, and that sounds good in a sound by, hey, this is just another game. But let's be honest, guys, it's not just another game. This this is Alabama. It means more, and it's it's more difficult than any game on your schedule. Home this or away. Is, this is the game, or this kind of game where legends are made. Yeah. I mean, look, we're sitting here talking about, did J.J. Matters set ball? How long ago? 27 years now? Still talking about it. Yeah. I mean, the games are a great game, and you win. People talk about you forever. Not a single person will mention the A&M game if they win on. I, oh, I just you're can't right. see that scenario. Well, they may look back, oh, man. God, we could have just got that a and I mean, people do that. But, uh, look, it's it's a new adventure every Saturday. I mean, it's the wild, wild west every Saturday. And, um, you know, we'll see if they're up to it again this week. You mentioned Arkansas basketball open up Texas in Austin and center exhibition game. They're also going to play Baylor. They announced the television times. It's two times, either three or five at Saturday, January the 29th on ESPN. They're going to have the Kentucky and Kansas game at 7, which we could have guessed. But you be up in a pretty good slot. And, and guys, we're talking about this setup being what it is on Saturday, a top-20 matchup. That could be a top-10 matchup of Arkansas Baylor to what we think they're going to be. Well, it's a lot between now and January 29th. And um, they'll, they'll either play at 3 or 5 o'clock and – We'll be there either way. So, I mean, um, that'll be a good game. Should be a good game. Might be a top-ten matchup. You're right. I mean, there's uh, – you know, when you're good, you get those better games, you know, in that Big 12 challenge. We, we played some lousy ones, too. There's potential right now, just looking at the schedule, I guess, for three top-five, top-ten mm-hmm. matchups on the schedule, at least with Kentucky twice and Baylor and, you know, who knows with – Auburn and Tennessee and some others in our league. You, you know, that, well, what's it going to look like out in Maui too? I, I mean, I forget exactly who's in that besides us. Duke but uh, Kansas, yeah, yeah, some of those. You know, there's okay. some there's some potential top ten matchups going Texas on there Tech, too. I think Louisville. There's some Louisville. Yeah. Louisville's the first game. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some good teams. That game's going to be, and I hate it. Like when Arkansas lost in 2020 in Indianapolis to Baylor. My dad is a Baylor grad. He was about as humble, but he did not say a word to me. But I was just spitting mad inside. I, Why? I, Much better yeah, than they us. Were, mad. Well, it's we just your dad is a, ran to the end of the line. No, it's not. It's not the team, but it's the the connection. It's the I house. To, it's the house divided. You. For example, you were my, mad at the consequences of yes, losing. exactly. For example, my my stepmom's an Alabama fan. She grew up in Huntsville, and she's been very complimentary of Arkansas leading up to this week. But I hate watching these games with her. You just don't like watching with a friend or family oh, member that it's that quiet condescension when was, when you know they're thinking man your team's not any good <laughs> but they're not saying anything and you turn to them and go just go ahead and say it i mean just go just, ahead and say, just it. say it i'm tired of that little smug look on your face oh yeah i've got a friend of mine that's unfortunately an alabama fan but he's a good guy and the, the smugness this week just well i just hope we don't trip getting off the bus you know and, you know, just hope we can survive fayetteville you know all the smugness just you just want to knock them silly. Dad just said, go Bears. Just yeah. texted that so he's listening. <laughs> uh, I, Everybody's I, a front runner. I yeah. wish he wasn't a, a good father because yeah. I, I could say some bad things about him. All right, last thing, Tommy. want to talk about our setup on Saturday because we're going to be at Randall Ford for Arkansas game day, but we've also got some other things that we're going to be doing. Well, and, uh, you know, a lot of big stuff going on. You're going to be at the stadium shop. We're going to be at Randall Ford for uh, Arkansas game day. We're going to begin at 9 a.m. Actually, we're going to begin a little bit earlier than that. Lindy's College football at 8 
some guy named Chuck Barrett in a podcast. We're going to play 830 to 9. So, right. hey, make it good this hey, week. It's going to be on the radio. You owe me money. You said I he do. wouldn't last 10 podcasts, and I told you he would. I said and 10 and a half. Up, I, I got the, he's the over under. He's 12. <laughs> Jerry's still out on 15. But. <laughs> and then after I'll the game, 10. after the game, Ruskin and Zach are going to be on the big stage out back at the powerhouse. Your old stomping grounds down there on Dixon. Gonna be down I used that to have, we used to do the Georgia. show down there yeah, years ago. We're going to be at the powerhouse after the game. So when the Hogs beat Bama, then you march over to the powerhouse and we'll all party down on the win. Now, you, you told them they can't have a kilowatt because you don't want them to buy it. I'm a whole crew of kilowatt. That's what Tommy said. If the Razorbacks win, everybody powerhouse gets a kilowatt from Tommy. Tommy's buying everybody. 7.50 Wednesday morning. Expense, we're expensing everyone's power <laughs> kilowatts on set. Man, those things were – that was our Monday night spot. Half-price kilowatts. I mean, those were – those were good. So, Monday night. So. Monday. That's why you're working in radio now, yeah. That's going to do it. <laughs> I'm joking. It was joking. college. It was college. Come on. We, all, we were all alcoholics I don't drink during the week. No, at college. College. <laughs> At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You know, Bryce Young's one of the best quarterbacks if not the best quarterback Nick Saban has ever had and in order to beat Alabama on Saturday you're gonna have to do what Texas did pressure get him under duress hope that he's missing receivers hope that they're dropping like they did in Austin it's gonna be one of the keys on Saturday we'll talk about that coming up as we're live from Big Creek Trading Company Tom. Beat Bama Week presented by Lotto. It's only played. It's only won right here in Arkansas every Wednesday and Saturday night your chance to play for life-changing jackpots Get your lotto ticket today in stores or on the Jack Pocket app. Your your game, how do you lotto? Saturday, how do you eat? Before the game, after the game, where are you going to head? Sassy's. They have two locations, one on Cottage, one off the Weddington exit on Steamboat. It's going to be happening. You're talking about other games, Ty. 
Both places have great patios. We're getting ready to get into patio weather, and uh, we're there now. Sassy's is the place to sit outdoors, enjoy some ribs, some brisket, some of their one of their best sizes of those sweet potato tots you can mm-hmm. get with anything. The maple and, uh, or caramel sauce, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Get you that uh, platter to take to your tailgate, whatever you want. They've got it at Sassy's. You know, it's it's one of those things where my brother, no, no joke, before he moved to Dallas, he was there every single Sunday. He'd set out there with the Ligon Kugel and get a probably $25 worth of food. I've not stopped by and Alan brought his team. You need incredible atmosphere. And those game days, those game day atmospheres at Sassy's are always a good time. Again, two great locations. Stop by and see them. All right, Bryce Young, we know what Arkansas has to face on Saturday. Here's Jordan Dominic on what they have to do to stop him. You know, we just got to make sure we keep him in the pocket, keep him contained, can't let him use his legs. We got to cut out his main strengths of the game. That's what our focus is. That's what our goal is to get to him, disrupt him, get in his face, just make him, you know, make it easier on the back end for our defense. You know, I brought this stat up earlier. He has five starts as a true sophomore. Four of those games have been cited by three points or less. I know the line is 16 and a half, 17, because I, I tend to Gonna be a pretty tight ball game. Well, you look at what Alabama road they have. You know they've struggled, been on the road. You know the atmosphere is going to be important. Arkansas taking care of their own business is most important. But you know if you look at what Emma's you know done, and there is where, and there ain't. I mean, there's a. It might be play on the road. You podcast every Saturday with a guy that beat a Heisman Trophy winner, Andre Ware, Quinn Groby, and I know that and Andre still have a relationship and Quinn's talked to me about that. What did that mean to that team that they beat the eventual Heisman Trophy winner? Well, I don't know. I don't remember exactly if going into that game if Ware was really the Heisman Trophy favorite, so to speak. Houston had that high-powered offense. It was kind of novel. And, um, but, you know, they, uh, you know, that was a shootout kind of ball game. And I think that if Arkansas is going to win, oh, thank you. Many donuts. Yeah. If um, if Arkansas is going to win this, you know, win this ball game, Jordan Dominic said it was important. I mean, you, he's awfully good pocket passer, and I'm not minimizing that. It's not like him in the pocket. He's terrible, but he's even he's on the move. And so, uh, but but you know, back to your question, I, I I think that you know you'd love to be able to say that you're the guy that won that game, but this isn't like pitching. You know, it's not like baseball where one pitcher outduels another. I mean, you got ten other guys out there, and, um, but I'm sure he takes a lot of pride in it. Do you think there's a reason that Bobby handed me the pumpkin spice ones? They, well, I mean, donuts. you look like a guy that enjoys some pumpkin spice. I like pumpkin spice candles, and yeah. and uh, but I've never That's had a donut surprising. before. I guess yeah. I need to try them. Yeah, they, I, they brought us some it's mini donuts. I was hoping that's M A N Y. Many donuts, but it's it's many the, the smaller donuts. No, we so. got uh, we got what we need, boys. We got the sugar covered. Well, let me tell we you, we got the sugar buzz covered this morning. Jelly Beth just brought a what she sampler box, and what this is, man's paradise here. It had every flavor they got in here, and uh, guys, we pretty well tore this box yeah. up with these fried pies. You know, I, Tommy's like, hey, what kind do you want? I said, do you have apple? And he said, they sure do. He took it out, acted like he was gonna hand it to me, and then he ate the uh, kind of boss. One that likes apple. Well, one that likes that this is only one. I ate the cherry one a minute ago. It was big time. That's yeah. that's what you call a takeaway, Tommy, right? And Arkansas is going to need some of them well, on Saturday. What, what I did was a pass broken up. I had a, I had a PBU, PBU there. PBU. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. In fact, it was a pie broken up. Yeah, I took care of that one for you. Incomplete. Yeah. I don't know what you call it, but I had the pecan well, and the cherry, and I'd give them apple, a chocolate, 
blackberry, pecan, lemon, apricot, cherry, coconut, and raisin is uh, what we just uh, had. There's two more here. You want another one? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good for now. I'm, try, right. I'm trying to watch my fingers. Well, there's so, only two left, so Chuck and I may uh, finish this you, box off. You guys were talking about hunting season, or it's also mating season, so I, I think I just need to go one mm. one, and then try and uh, – and try and, You think uh, that's your problem? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's uh, one, of the, <laughs> one of the issues a little bit. <laughs> I think that's it, huh? We, you know, we have, we have a listener that stopped by, and he's showing the last time we were in here. My hair's a little longer since I was in here last. I think that uh, – Well, what's that tell you? Needs to keep growing, man. Needs you need to keep a haircut. No, I don't need a haircut, man. That's that's the one thing that's going for me right now is his hair. So that's, really? you that's think what so. you think. Huh? That's well, what you think, huh? What? Uh, wow, that is old. You know what, Chuck? Some all, all my buddies ask me all the time. It's like, Ty, what's it like to work with Chuck Bear? And I was like, guys, he's he's just a normal guy. He he's one of those dudes that brushes his teeth, takes showers, and he combs his hair like the rest of us, Tommy. I mean, that's just he's a normal guy. <laughs> What's that mean? He's a normal guy, man. He's just right. a good old dude. He's a good old Arkansas boy. This it's a good old dude to work with. All right, so back to this. <laughs> That's good right yeah, there, yeah, Ty. Yeah. That's good radio. Yeah. Go ahead. So back to this Arkansas. <laughs> All right, Miles Slusher was talking about Alabama as well, and he mentioned the game last season. They're a great team. Don't get me wrong. They're a great team. Uh, I just feel like we should look at everybody the same, you know, going the same week with the same mindset that we want to get on them early and keep it up through the, all four quarters because it's a long game, you know. It's a lot of plays from last year that was on my mind going into this game that I want to recover from. But, you know, it's just all into the details throughout the week through practice. As long as we have a strong practice this week, I feel like we'll be fine Saturday. You know, Coach Pittman talked about on Monday that they felt like when they played them last year, they can compete and win. You've talked about the line of scrimmage. I don't think there's anyone in this locker room that doesn't think they can win on Saturday. And if you head into Alabama thinking you're going to lose, then you're going to get clobbered. Well, I mean, a lot of times you're not just a, you're not equipped. I mean, up front, you're not equipped to make that happen. And I think Arkansas has finally recruited and developed in a way, Chuck, that you know, at the line of scrimmage, you can compete. Doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but at least you got a chance to win the game. Yeah, now. I think Arkansas, you know, and, and, and I felt this way all year long. I think for the first time, maybe we're we're legit too deep on the defensive line. I don't think we lose much going from the ones to the twos on the defensive line. Now, I don't think we're as deep on the offensive line. If you look at the number of snaps, you got your front liners playing a lot of snaps. I'm not saying they're playing too many. I'm just saying they're playing the vast majority is the same five guys out there. And, but but that's generally how it works. I mean, that's generally how it works. But no, I, I think on the defensive line particularly, I, I, I think Arkansas has got legit SEC depth there. Yeah, and they really haven't had a chance because of the way the games have been to develop a lot of that second and third line depth because these games have been in doubt. Well, way. if you really look at college football teams, nobody plays 10 offensive linemen. You play your five starters, and maybe you got seven guys you play. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the way it works now, you got a guard that can play center. You got that can move over and play. You got a left tackle also play on the right side, or vice versa. Most of the time, if if even the good teams, even Alabama, if you really start looking at their participation charts, they play about seven offensive linemen. It is, um, you know the. The thing about developing depth on the offensive line, thats you better do that in practice because if you do it in the game, it's going to be a disaster play. Well. And, and uh, uh, you know, you look at them right now. Crawford's the sixth guy. Um, maybe, maybe Harris, the seventh guy. I, I, I mean, 
again, you look at our participation charts. Our offensive linemen are playing the overwhelming majority of snaps. The starters are. When someone asked the other day, what could be the most devastating injury? And I think it could be strong or Latham or one of those your linemen could be a far more devastating injury than a, than a skill position Well, player. it depends. Uh, like, for example, let's just say, and, and I hope it doesn't happen, but let's say Stromberg goes out. Let's say Stromberg gets hurt. You move Lemmer over to center, and, uh, you know, you get Tykeest Crawford in there. So I don't know that in that situation it's devastating. But now you lose, say, that left tackle. You know, even though Luke Jones is not one of the stars necessarily, one of the guys who's been there forever, I shouldn't say stars, one of the more experienced guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that situation might be a little bit different. But I think, again, you look even at the good teams. Um, they're playing about seven linemen. They got two of them, maybe three, who can play multiple spots. And that's the way you get it done now. There's a domino effect when something Absolutely. happens. So what is the – if you, if you look at the football team, what is the position area where they have the least amount of depth? Is it linebacker? Is it offensive line? You, if a guy goes out, you're really in a in a hurt world hurt. I mean, well, it's always the offensive line. We just talked about it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean it's always the offensive line. Yeah. Or, or your quarterback. I, I mean, if you want to get down to the position where you'd lose the most if you lost your guy, be a quarterback. But in terms of groups, um, you know, your offensive line is really important. Yeah, but the one thing that, you know, just looking at line play, because that's where we began the conversation, that gives you an opportunity to be competitive, and if things fall right and win the game, you, you just can't beat Bam unless you're competitive at the line of scrimmage. And finally, like you said, you're too deep on that defensive line. Going into the season, I don't know if we got sandbagged a little bit or we just didn't understand, but, but certainly the defensive line, I think, has been the most surprising element from the outside looking in and how good they've played. Well, it's surprising to those of us who hadn't seen Terry Hampton play or didn't pay attention to Landon Jackson or, uh, um, you know, didn't even know who Jordan Dominic was. Um, it, it's it's not a surprise, I don't think, to obviously the guys that went out and got him because, you know, they, they I think, did a very good job of identifying where are, you know, where the needs are in terms of the defensive line and where you needed depth and where you needed, you know, a specific player. And they went out and got got good ones. Yeah, but where your depth's been tested the most without question has been in the secondary. I mean, that's where you've had to move the pieces around, deal with injuries, wait on players to get back. Adelon, you know, there's just no question depth tested in the secondary than anywhere. Tape every game Saturday. And I know it may not be possible, but you tape every game Saturday. Come back with a count on Monday. How many receivers you saw running free? Happens in every game. Happens in every game. Offenses are good. Um, secondary struggle. Um, now, I thought A&M, you know, I thought the strength of their defense was the secondary. And uh, uh, there are teams like that. The good teams are strong. You know, the really good teams are strong in the secondary. But you got a lot of guys running free. The question is, can the quarterback hit them? Sometimes they can. Sometimes they can't. I I watched a little bit of LSU, and I've seen Greg Brooks. I had, uh, Joe Fouché's in, or he was suspended. I think the first four games, so I haven't got a chance to see him. I, I know that you gained a couple people. Do you think? Do you think they miss? Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché in the back end at all, Tommy? Well, I mean, with all the injuries and the problems they have, yeah, I mean, those are two pretty good hands you'd like to have around. But they, they, they essentially made a, you know, in pro terms, Swap. a trade, a, you know, free agency deal or whatever, you know, on the trade wire, you know. So 
Um, do you miss them? I mean, right now you could use them. Absolutely. I don't think that Fouché or Brooks, I don't think either one of them is better than McLaughlin. I'm not saying McLaughlin's head and shoulders better than them. I, I don't – I don't. first off, Fouché hadn't played down there yet. And uh, um, so, I mean, I, I don't think that um, – um, I don't think you'd be a whole lot better, frankly, if they were still here and you didn't have McLaughlin and Jackson. Tommy either said it this week or last week that Arkansas has just been good in the transfer portal, that they've been great. I mean, you think what Jordan Dominic winning SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week. We know Drew Sanders is mocked right now as Mel Kuyper's big board. You brought up Landon Jackson, who had a sack with Drew this past game and has gotten in there as well. I mean, you think about some of the impact players that they've got, particularly on defense. No disrespect to Jaden Hazelwood, but that's where really – Sam Pittman has made his mark through his time at Arkansas defensively mm-hmm. going in the portal. Yeah, it just tells you they're good talent evaluators. They they know their team's needs. They know where they're good at. They go get the right guys at the right spots. Yeah, I mean they, you know, that's part of the that's part of recruiting right now. Part of being, you know, but it's also you know understanding not just grabbing a great player because he's a great player, but that they hole or a weakness on our team exactly what they've done when you look at what they lost from last year's team at linebacker. I, I think Drew Sanders, you make the argument, in the transfer portal era, which is about 30 minutes old, you know, that's may, maybe the prized transfer portal pickup they've had in this program. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, at least for now. I mean, he's been good. And, and look, the others have been too. And, and there's, there's, there's no doubt that Arkansas benefited from the portal. No I mean, question. I, you I go know. back to the beginning, you had got – you got Felipe Franks out there. You've had impact players from day one. Yeah. Uh, you're going up against a pretty good defense on Saturday, number one in scoring, number one against passing efficiency, rushing, and also passing and rushing touchdowns. Because they really haven't been tested yet. Hudson Card in Texas is not a test. Vanderbilt is not a test. Louisiana Monroe is not a test. So how much are these stats skewed? For the Crimson Tide, relative to what they face in Arkansas's rushing attack, but 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 I mean that's how it is through four games. Everybody's stats are skewed right now. Yeah. So so I mean I that, I I don't I don't I don't think that's um, you know let's see where the numbers are in week seven or week week eight. Hey, uh, I know a lot of people. You know I know we're in the time of year when people have a lot of things going on, but I also know that you know the housing market continues to roll on and. I want to talk about Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. And, you know, you hear me talking about how professional they are. The reason they're that way is because of their training programs, the best out there. And so when these agents are representing you, whether you're the buyer or the seller, uh, you have the knowledge of knowing that they have been trained by the absolute best in the business. And that's why they know how to get you from contract to close. And that's why they understand the market. And that's why they're the type of organization you want representing you when you got a lot of money on the table. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They've got one in Springdale and Benton and Fort Smith now. They just opened a local Branson, Missouri. Uh, you can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Hey, we're right in that part of the state. If you want a second home. They place near them. the lake or they in the they can help you find right here kind of close to where we're this is where people love to to weekend and summer and vacation and whatever this, this there's there's a lot of good spots over this there way. are and the locals tell you yeah you go somewhere yeah, else because yeah, they, right. they know what they've got over They're here to see uh, you know don't be ruining their secret exactly they also sponsor the uh the give me the hogs chuck podcast and you have your latest episode that released this morning with ben cleveland you can find that on hitthatline.com and wherever you listen to podcasts just search hit that line we were talking about it a little bit earlier chuck we referenced the 
2006 game. Ben's love for being an Arkansas Razorback still to this day. It was funny. He was kind of joking with you. He, he was. He, he didn't actually mean this, but like, I don't. I wouldn't hate it if they didn't beat Alabama because then my memory lives. And of course, he's joking. But I thought that conversation was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean that's how long it's been. I mean he talks to his kids about it. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, but you know that for a kid from Arkansas, I'm sure to grow into an adult um, and be part of the lore, so to speak. I mean, that's um, I'm sure that's a pretty cool deal for him. Yeah, we got to make some people. Uh, we got to make a whole generation almost realize it's not a fairy tale. It actually, yeah, yeah. you know, it's part of the history. That's here. right. It actually happened. Is yeah. there a longer losing streak? That Arkansas is. I know that the uh, they had nine Tennessee, losses. Tennessee today. is oh, as far as to, to Bama, I think is it's. Oh, their last time yeah. too right? yeah they so they it was either 05 or 06 because i know that tennessee fans kind of share that same fate that arkansas fans but i think and they uh, think they can win this and, year too well their game i think is sets up because our bama has to go through arkansas and then a&m in tuscaloosa and then they go to knoxville and i looked at it before the season that's why people are asking me hey shot to beat bama i said be in knoxville here's the thing Alabama. Everybody every year tries to figure out who's who's got the best shot. Um, Alabama deals with it, with this every week. That's one of the reasons I respect them. Is every time they play, when they go on the road, guys like the three sit down and talk about beat Bama week. What a big week it is. What it would mean if we could win this ball game. When's the last time it happened? What an atmosphere it's going to be. Then they sack your quarterback, pick up the fumble, take it in for a touchdown, and your whole day's ruined. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. So uh, um, they do this every time they go on the road. And just to be frank with you, I don't think that our home crowd, as good as it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be any noisier than what they do at A&M the week after that or what they do at Neyland Stadium the week after that. That's what these guys deal with. That's what they deal with every time they go on the road. You mentioned the sacking quarterback taking the house. You know where Alabama ranks in turnovers forced this year? I don't know. Dead last. Yeah. Dead last. And you're talking about Arkansas has got to force some turnovers. I think Pete Golding and his football team are going to try and come into this game. If you can make – Hope can they're better play, next week in that category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, not A&M. Yeah, but you, next you, week. Do it A&M. Just don't do it in Fayetteville. But when I was kind of researching this matchup a little bit, I was a little surprised by that because that's not typical of an Alabama coach defense. Well, they really haven't had to do all that much, frankly, in their first, first, first four ball games. I mean, it's uh, – um, you know, sometimes the great ones turn it on when they have to. Yeah, I mean, you look just, just down the next week, right, guys? Yeah, next I mean, week. Hope, hope you're better the following week against the the other guys, A and M. But I mean, there's a lot of ones, twos, and threes in this ranking amongst SEC teams. A lot of single digits on the national scale. But also look at the schedule and and yeah. see who they've went up against. We're still dividing by four, and you know, I was talking about that last week, dividing by three. So, But you look at Alabama's numbers over the last few years, I mean, they're pretty similar no matter who they're playing, whether it's a good team or a bad team or whatever. They, they've, they've, they've taken care of business. Hey, we're brought to you by Riley Farm Dental. They're at 5901 Riley Park Drive in South Fort Smith at the entrance to Riley Farms. Dr. Sp- uh, Dr. Sparkman and Dr. Brogan, they take care of their patients. One thing about going to the dentist, it's not always easy and comfortable, and they – they strive to make your experience there 
uh, have less anxiety. They get it and they understand it. They do all kinds of procedures, braces, implants, cosmetics. It's all there for you. See more at RileyFarmDental.com. That's RileyFarmDental.com. Or call for an appointment at 226-3500. That's 479-226-3500. Arkansas basketball got a huge exhibition game that we'll tell you about coming up on the morning rush this podcast has been presented by bet online this podcast is an exclusive property of pearson broadcasting it may not be copied reproduced modified published uploaded reposted transmitted or distributed in any way without pearson broadcasting's prior written consent subscribe to the hit that line podcast network the best podcast in the natty state just search hit that line wherever you listen to podcasts brought to you by breeden rv center This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.